It's time now to get the hell out of your life. A weekly broadcast with real people sharing real struggles and offering real hope. Today's show will encourage, inspire, and empower you to face life's challenges with a bold confidence and renewed hope. Now, let's join our host, Ron Myers, the promoter. Hello, my friends. It is so good to be with you today. Do you worry a lot? Do you see what's happening in this country and the world and maybe even in your personal life, your business, and you get worried? A little different than being concerned, but worry, it just sometimes can keep you up night and day can cause you to do things that you don't want to do because you just want to forget about worry and you want to forget about the problems. But that worry will never take away the problems. And so today, my guest and I, Candy, are going to talk about what do we do when we have worry, when we have doubt, when we have uncertainty in life. Before I bring in Candy to talk about worry, I want to share an experience with you. I talk to homeless people all the time. I love to have a conversation, whether at the gas station or in the middle of the median. And a lot of conversations that I have with these homeless people, I will always say, you know, God does love you. And most of them actually respond. Yeah, I know. I love God, too. And not too long ago, I had a conversation with one at one of the gas stations here. His name was Tennessee. And he talked about. At one time, he had the wife, the kids, the job, but then one day everything changed. He lost his job. He lost his wife. And the next thing he knew, he was on the street hitchhiking across America and ended up on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. So I said, do you ever have a desire to go back to that life of business or whatever you were doing? And he said, no. He said, sometimes people don't understand us homeless people. We look and smell bad, but we have a freedom. We don't have rent. We don't have bills. But you know one thing they always have? This was fascinating when he told me this. They always have a cell phone. I said, well, how do you have a cell phone? And they said, well, one day we know that we're going to get sick or we might even die or we need help. So we want to always be able to call someone. I thought that was very fascinating. So this ties into what I want to talk about today. When I leave these homeless people, I will say something that, you know, God is always waiting for you to come back home. He's sitting on the porch of heaven in his rocker saying, when will my son, my daughter come back to me so I can restore what was once lost in their life? And what he wants to restore is that relationship with that child of his. He wants to restore a relationship with you, with me. Sometimes the worry and the fear in life causes us to have a strained relationship with God because even sometimes we can begin to blame God and get angry at God. And why would you allow this? Why is this happening? I thought you loved us. I thought you loved my children. I thought you loved me. Why are you allowing this to happen? So today, sit back, get a cup of coffee. I've got mine here. Nice, dark, rich black coffee. I love to have a cup of coffee in the morning when I talk to my friends, you. I want to say a special hello to the cruisers. I know with the amount of cruisers that are on the Mississippi Gulf Coast that some are listening to this radio station that airs this program, Get the Hell Out of Your Life. So welcome to the Gulf Coast, and I'm Ron. And I'm Candy. And we're here to encourage and inspire you today. Candy, let me ask you something. Do you have a porch? I do. 
Do you like sitting on your porch? I sit on there all the time. <laughs> I was reading uh, a parable the other day about the father that sat on his porch waiting for his son to come home. Remember the son that got his inheritance early? And the prodigal he, son. The prodigal son, and he left. But every day, that father would sit on his porch and just look for his son to come home. And I was thinking, maybe God's sitting on his porch right now waiting for some of us, for us. <laughs> to come home, exactly. to come exactly. home, that we have kind of strayed away from him because we've been busy. Does that make sense? Yes. If um, if there's an old saying, if the devil can't make you sin, I'll keep you busy. <laughs> Being <laughs> under Satan's yoke is what busy is an acronym for. So today, as you listen to this show, you just might feel a tug at your heart that God is calling you back home, calling, well, not literally home. We don't want anybody leaving the world too early, but God calling you back to himself because he has something for you. He's got a plan. He's got a purpose. And, you know, Candy, I like success. And I was reading today in Psalm 37, this is really an incredible success plan for anyone in life. Psalm 37 starts in verse 3. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Absolutely. That's that's the whole key is we feed on his faithfulness and we trust him. And um, the beginning of that psalm is about people looking at everybody who's succeeding that doesn't believe in God, that are just, you know, trusting in the world and everything like that. And he says, why? And he said, you don't fret about anything else. You look to me and I will make your plan succeed. If you trust me, you commit yourself to me and you obey and you rest in me. And so that's that's the important thing. We don't need to look at other people. God created us individually and he knows the stress we're under. He knows the um, amount of anxiousness that we have. And he says, the psalmist said, search me and know me and see if there's any anxious thought within me. I mean, we, we really we really need to not be anxious. Why does it seem that it's so hard for us to trust God? We like to trust the the people on TV or the politicians or everybody else, but it's hard for a lot of people to just let go and let God. Because we can see the politicians, even though their mouths are moving, they might not be telling the truth, but we can see them. And we can always, um, if we if we don't look for the things of the Lord, we, we don't um, see him. He's not touchable, but but neither is his chair. I'm, I'm sitting in a chair that I'm trusting right now that's going to hold me up. It's important that we just realize the more that we get to know God and the more that we we um, see what he's done. And also it's the rear view mirror, isn't it? We can see what God's done. That's when we begin to really begin a relationship with him is when we know how faithful he's been, regardless of what we've been through. Now, the next verse says, delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. I like that verse, but a lot of people think, well, that's a little like um, a genie in a lamp. You I know, want you a car. Get, yeah, I want a car. <laughs> a red car. <laughs> but the desires that I found for myself, that when I began trusting in God and not in myself, that all of a sudden I had 
different desires. I wanted to do things like this radio show. I wanted they line to line up with the Lord's the desires. Line, yes, he <laughs> gives us his desires right. and we think we had a good idea until his desires are deposited in us and then we say, "Wow, that's really a good idea." But I can't take credit because I it just came it, it to just me. Came. Because when you delight yourself in him, his will, his his um word, everything that he is becomes you. I mean, um the fruit of the spirit comes to live in you, if that makes sense. Uh, he bears fruit in us and we begin to walk as he walks and talk as he talks and, and just love people and be kind and 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 begin to live out and walk. Um, it says to walk worthy. And I think that means we walk out what we see if we're, we can't just sit and read the Bible and not do it. I mean, right. you got to believe it. And you've got to do it and you got to act like it. And it says in Scripture that the law of kindness is on her tongue, talking about the Proverbs 31 woman. And um, why why wouldn't the law of kindness be on my tongue if I believe that? Yeah. The next verse says, commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. But Candy, a lot of people are just going through the motions. They have no excitement about life. I'm telling you, if you ever pray that prayer, Lord, use me, it is it is a bold prayer because you will not be bored. <laughs> it's the greatest adventure you've ever been on. It's the scariest adventure you've ever been on when you say, Lord, I'm going to follow you regardless. Did you do that? Absolutely. And that's what started you, what, back how many years ago? Because you were in, you've written books, you're a speaker, you've been in Christian radio. So before all that happened, it was first, Lord, use me. Lord, use me. I can remember in high school um, being in a a high school auditorium filled during um, a pep rally. And then they'd ask me to do um, scripture reading or or talk about the Lord in the middle of that. And that was years ago. And and I went to a big high school and God just used a little girl. He'll use a donkey. I mean, he spoke through a donkey in scripture. So if he'll use a donkey, he can use me. And so all I have to do is say, Lord, I'm available. I'm available. But so many times we're scared. We're, we, we see what God, um, sometimes it's, it's just hard to trust somebody other than yourself. And we're living in such a time now, Candy, that we need to all be praying God use us because the changes that are beginning to take place in this world that a lot of us as conservative Christians don't agree with, we don't want socialism, we don't want this, but God is expecting us to stand up and be who he called us to be. And when we ask him to use us, there might be some people that he inspires to run for political office, to be on the school board, to be on city council. There's people out there that God can use to help change. But We have to stand up. We have to be in, in the marketplace um, as believers. And you said, well, I'm not qualified. God qualifies the called. He gives you everything you need to do what he calls you to do. And if he give if he gave you the vision, he will perform it in you. But if it's your idea and you just say, Lord, bless my idea, I, I don't think that exactly flies. But if he if he opens the doors and, and he moves you to into politics, say, he's gonna um provide everything you need to do it well. And you do it well, and you may win, you may not win, but you've made your statement for him. You know, there's another part, Candy, in uh, the Psalm I was reading, 37, 7, uh, it says, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. <laughs> now, there we talked about yeah, that a few hard. weeks ago. It that's is hard, hard to, to rest patient. in the Lord. But, you know, I had an experience of this 
a few years ago. In fact, I need to practice it more often. I was just getting ready for Christmas City. It was all stressful, and I finally said, Lord, I cannot do this event and have the success without you. I turn it all over to you. I'm resting in your hands. And, you know, I felt a peace. I just said, I'm trusting you, Lord. I'm, I'm, I'm following everything I've been reading here in Psalm 37. And that year was a cr- tremendous show. And when exhibitors stopped me and said, Ron, great show. My only response was, it was the grace of God. He did it all because I turned it all over to him. Sometimes the problems that people have right now that, they're, that are listening, turn it over to God. That's and it. just rest and wait patiently. And even though our timetable isn't necessarily his, he's never late. He's never, never. early. But he's always on time. He is always on time. And nothing comes to us that hasn't first passed through his hands. I love that. We, but but as you were saying, we prepare the horse for battle. I mean, you you worked Christmas City. You got everything in order. And then you say, God, the victory's yours. You, you handle the rest. I cannot do this the way you can. We can do things up to a point. But I think it's when we realize our weaknesses um, the scripture says in in our weakness, his strength is made known. I mean, that's when um, when we let go and let him. It's amazing what can occur. I told you one time you came in here, the older I get, I have learned to depend on God, trust in God. God inspired me. And, you know, when I become dependent on that God likes that. He shows up and gives me ideas, gives me comfort, because I used to think I had to know everything. I need to solve all these problems. But, you know, we've got somebody, it's called the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, that will lead us in the direction if we are willing to just rest in the Lord. That's right. Have you ever been to um, a country where they don't have hardly anything, where they live in cardboard houses? Or I I went to Guatemala um, not too long ago, and it was um, an eye-opener for me. I lived on the border of Mexico, which was another eye-opener. But where you don't have a lot, you have to depend totally on someone, something. And I watched the joy that comes from trusting God for their next meal, for their for, for their cardboard house. There's so much joy in knowing that God is their provision. Amen. And um, uh, I remember when my son was about 13 years old, he went on a mission trip to Mexico, and he fell in love with this little boy. And the little boy gave him the only thing he had, and it was a Bible. And Zach did not want to take it, but they said he would have been crushed if Zach didn't take it. So Zach, in turn, gave him something else. But to give all is so important to the Lord. And and that's when you have nothing and you give what you have. That's that's how I feel I am. I am a poor person that has nothing to offer the Lord. But what I have, I give him all. And then he does what he wants. And then he it. does what he wants. Uh, we're going to take a break. And, and Kenny, when we come back, I want to talk about, I have a lot of people I know that are just really smart people, but they are worry warts. They are worrying about what's happening. And I tell them to have faith in God, but, well, they don't really listen to me that much. Maybe they'll listen to you. Oh, so I don't know about that. We'll talk <laughs> about. called a worry wart. <laughs> we'll talk about worry right after the break. You're listening to Get the Hell Out of Your Life with your host, Ron Myers. Real stories, real struggles, and real hope. 
Ever wonder why God sent Jesus into the world at the time he did? Why the Christmas story couldn't happen today? Well, let's just say if it happened today, people's priorities would be a little goofy. Greenpeace would have protested the animals being starved because a baby was lying in their feed trough. The Department of Human Services would have had Mary and Joseph arrested for child neglect for allowing the birth of a baby in an unsanitary stable. The ACLU would have sued to have the entire manger scene removed from the city. The angel Gabriel would have been labeled an intolerant and narrow-minded bigot when he announced the birth of the Savior, implying there was only one way to God, clearly not acknowledging the many other diverse religions in the world. The scientific community would have labeled the entire story of the virgin birth a subtle attack on the theory of evolution by right-wing extreme creationists. And the Mary and Joseph family would be audited by the Internal Revenue Service, since the biblical records never mention that taxes were paid on the three lavish gifts from the wise men. Now we know why God didn't decide to bring the baby Jesus into the 20th century. It's too simple for our complicated world to accept. Christmas, there's more to it than you ever imagined. Welcome back, listeners. I'm Ron, and I'm with Candy. And we are going to talk in this segment. I know a lot of people out there can relate to this. You're worrying about the future. Maybe you're worrying about finances, about your children, about your job, about the state of affairs of kids in school. A lot of people, Candy, are worrying. But, you know, I have found out that worry does nothing except make me have an upset stomach. And it gets you old and wrinkled. <laughs> uh, those who look to the Lord, their faces are radiant. I'm telling you, when we look to Him, it's it's um, it affects our bones. It affects every part of our body. The Scriptures will bear that out. So you have to um, trust in Him. I laugh. I say that easily. Last night, I got a new little puppy, and he couldn't walk. His back legs wouldn't work. And I thought, oh, my gosh, he... he Something's terribly wrong. So I didn't sleep for a long time. And then I finally said, Lord, I'm just going to bed and I'm going to let this be yours. But at the same time, it's funny how God uses things like that. It made me pray for those parents who have children who are incapacitated, for people who have deep worries, um, to pray for them. And so in my worry, I pray for other people that are going through certain things. If if you're worried about a marriage, who better to, to pray about somebody having trouble with a marriage? But don't be like the person who just carries their burdens and never gives them to the Lord. Cast your cares on him because he cares for you. There's a story about a, a gentleman who had a big, big backpack, and he, he was walking through a hot desert area, and it it was just becoming too much for him. And then a, a man in a, a cart came along and he said, I'll help you with your burden. And the man got in, in the cart, but he never took off that heavy backpack. He accepted water from the gentleman, but put it in his backpack instead of drinking it. And that's how we do sometime with the Lord. We, we go to him, but we never take our cares and cast them on him and give them to him and trust him to you know, do what he will. What a great feeling to be reminded today, listeners, that there really is somebody that cares about all that you're going through. But if you don't give them to God, right? how can he help you? What is, there's a verse in the Bible that you have not because you ask, ask not. not. Well, if we would go to God 
more often with our cares, our worries, our concerns, he will answer us. Now, I don't know how he answers individuals. Sometimes I have that still small voice. But one thing that I found, Candy, I have a peace. I just, I don't know how to explain that, but I just feel that's going to be okay. And you know what? As time goes on, it is okay. Everything works itself out. Um, look at look at Jesus before he went on the cross. He wept and he wept tears of blood because he was praying so hard. But he said, Lord, if the, it could be, take this cup from me. But if not, nevertheless, thy will be done. And um, I have found that nevertheless, if I say nevertheless, Lord, your will be done, it is always God's more. Um, I don't understand the way things work out. I don't understand his timing. I don't understand a lot, but I don't need to understand to be able to trust that he is, um, he's holding this world by him. All things hold together and by him, all things consist. Um, I'm telling you that if, if you have a, a house that's built, you have a builder, right? Right. And we have the best builder and we have the best um, maintainer by his breath. Things are, are, are made new and fresh and holy. You can tell listeners, um, Candy and I, our passion in life, one of them is to just encourage you and inspire you that no matter what you're going through now in your life, if you are going through something, and if you aren't, you will be one of these days because right. all of us go through something that don't go through life alone. Turn it over to God. Let God do what he does best, and that is to comfort us, to give us peace, give us direction, and lead us to where he wants us to go, and we'll find that peace and the answers to the very thing that worries. You know, they, they've done a study that like 85% of what we worry about never, never, even happens. Com- never even happens. Never even happens. But when that thing happens, the peace of God that passes all understanding truly is evident in a believer's life. Um, my late husband, um, when he found out that that um, he had lung cancer and it was inoperable and he didn't have very, very long to live, um, this guy was a, a worry wart. He was what you would call a hypochondriac. But when they told him that um, he didn't have long to live, he said, well, he said, I'm in a win-win situation. If God heals me, then I get to be with you. But if he calls me home, I get to be with him. And that's a difference in um, uh, someone who believes in someone who doesn't. God just removes that fear. I mean, sure, you, you, you're you concerned. There, there's We'd be crazy if we weren't concerned, if there wasn't um, uh, fear. But there's 365 verses on fear for a reason, because God knows we are going to be fearful. He knows we're going to worry, but he says, why are you anxious? If I take care of the birds in the air and the flowers in the field, why am I not going to take care of you? Yeah, I like the part where he says, hey, Ron, I know how many hairs are on your head. And or the lack thereof. <laughs> the lack thereof, yeah. <laughs> there they're getting less and less Isn't as you get crazy? older. He knows everything about us. Doesn't it make sense? sense that he's given us all the tools and the knowledge and the wisdom through him to deal with whatever world throws at us? Absolutely. Um, Don't be anxious in anything, but in everything with prayer and thanksgiving, take your requests to the Lord and he will give you the peace that passes all understanding through Christ Jesus. All right, Candy, I'll stretch out here on the little couch in the studio here, and you can be my shrink today, (laughs) my spiritual shrink, and say, all right, Candy, 
How do I stop worrying? What would you tell me? Cast all your cares on him because he cares for you. Um, in him, we live and move and have our being. And I, I don't know what the next minute's going to hold, and, and, but I do know who holds the next minute. And that makes me secure. And that's, that's the difference of, of, of um, worry, I think, is, is having your security placed in something that you can truly trust. Yeah. And I promise you, regardless, you can trust God. I have um, been through hard places and I've been through good times and and I can I can tell you that that the Lord will walk you through the valley of the shadow of death. Yeah, and and listeners, that's uh, an important point that Candy brings up that when you are going through troubles, find even if you don't necessarily believe in God, find someone that really is a believer in God and hear their testimony of how God worked with them through situations. And I'll tell you what, I think you, they could give you a faith lift and um, because the bottom line is we're only here for so long in this life, Candy. That's right. And then it's time for us to leave this world. But, you know, in the meantime, he doesn't want us to be miserable and worrying about everything. So uh, as we close out today's show, will you pray for the listeners out there? Yes. Father, I don't know who's listening, but you sure do. And I sure thank you that your word says that we can come straight to your throne and ask you, um, make our requests to you and wait in expectation. And so, Lord, I know there's people that are hurting that need to lay their burdens before you. Lord, I don't know exactly how to say that and, and um, make it known, but you do. Speak to their hearts, Father, as only you can. And Lord, um, let somebody give up trying so hard to fix everything and bring it to the one who loves them and will fix um, their soul first. And Lord, um, I just know that in our weakness, you're strong and we love you. We thank you and we praise you for today in Jesus name. Amen. Thank you, Candy. It just um, to reemphasize listeners, make it simple, rest in the Lord. Just rest, given all to him, handoff. It's that, you know, do you ever watch the pro wrestlers, you know, and they yeah. do the tag, tag. the hand, handoff, yeah. someone comes in the ring. Tap well, out. Or yeah. tap out. <laughs> so it's time now to do a handoff, hand it all over to Jesus. Say, That's right. I, I need you. And, and really, if someone out there is real skeptic, you're the one that needs the most to say, well, if you're really real, God, if you're really real, Jesus, well, then show me. And uh, I can't believe how, believe how many people I have told that to over the years. And I'll run into them later and, wow, Ron, that worked. <laughs> right. You, you have to just say, Lord, show me. I need to, I need to know. Some, a little girl said, um, somebody walked by her room. She was had a real hard time. And they heard her saying her ABCs. And they said, what are you doing? I thought you were praying. And she said, I am. I'm giving all the letters to God and letting him figure it out. <laughs> That's a good one. Well, Candy, always a delight to see you. Thank you for sharing your wisdom. Thanks for coming by, Candy. Thank you. Well, friends, our time is up. And remember this today. God loves you. God has a plan for you. And rest in the Lord and tell someone today that Jesus loves them. Stop by my website, thepromoter.org, to get a copy of today's podcast and share it with a friend. Today's show was produced by Ron Myers Ministries, a listener-supported ministry. For a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website, thepromoter.org. 
And would you prayerfully consider making a tax-deductible donation so that we may continue to share stories of God's amazing grace with the world? And join us next week for another broadcast of Get the Hell Out of Your Life. Real people, sharing real struggles, and offering real hope.